welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. Today, we're excited to have an amazing guest on the podcast, the incredible Juliana Kivett. Juliana is a spiritual guide that offers profound guideship into one's divinity by invoking deep remembrance. She guides you through all of the shadow work and transmutation work necessary to center you in the power of your divinity. And she provides intuitive wisdom to help you root deeply and soar freely in divine sovereignty. That like literally gave me chills. <laughs> Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, Juliana. Hi, thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here with you all. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about your first spiritual awakening? Oh my goodness. I... I tend to, in all of my lifetime so far, have my spiritual awakenings when I'm really young. And so in this life, again, I was right in between the age of four and five. And uh, I was, well, it was actually my fifth birthday. And I lived in Mexico. That's where I'm from, central Mexico. And my family had this farm and we we would go out in the morning i would meet one of my dad's cousins every morning and we would feed the animals and um he he liked to play little jokes on me here and there and so one one morning i i saw him up in the tree so i thought i would get to play the joke that day and uh really just to brace you guys um, this this story does have uh, a, a bit of a dark turn to it, a, quite a bit of a dark turn to, to it, um, and it is regarding suicide. And so I just want to brace you for where I'm going. So uh, you just take that into account. But he was in the tree, and I was, you know, quietly tiptoeing up to him so I can spook him a little bit before we fed the animals. And and I did so, and he starts laughing, and I'm laughing, and. Uh, what ended up happening was, you know, I, I wanted to gather everything after that little moment. And so to start feeding animals and he ended up jumping down from the tree, but he ended up just smiling at me. And that was the end of it. He hung himself right in front of me and uh, I instantly went into full body shock and from that point on, my mom told me the story that they came looking for me a few hours later because it was my birthday. They were getting me ready for my party. And I was still standing there and um, I couldn't talk. I couldn't really move, nothing. And that happened for about two days. They canceled my birthday. And um, within two days, I still was not speaking, not eating, nothing. I was just in bed, little little five-year-old me. And my grandmother had called her sister to come and try to break me out of the trauma that my whole body was in. And what ended up happening was she she pulled out an egg out of a bag and a, a pitcher and a glass. And they set the glass next to my bedside table, put the egg next to the bedside table and had my, my mom fill the glass with water, almost three quarters of the way full. And she started, my grandmother's uh, sister started reciting some words. <clears throat> And uh, after those words, she cracked the egg on the bedside table and opened it up in the glass of water. And from the moment that the yolk started to change form in the water, it turned into a, a tree limb, a rope, and the figure of a man right in that glass of water. And I completely snapped out of every paralyzing feeling I had. I was able to use my voice. I was able to move my body and I was able to actually, you know, cry and be afraid and, you know, just express everything that was trapped inside of me. And from that moment on, I remember seeing angels and dark entities. I would look 
into people's eyes and I, I would know things about them. I would tell those things to my mom. Um, and I was accurate beyond belief. And from that point on, I, I just kept a lot of, a lot of that close to my heart as a type of compass. And uh, I, I built a really intimate connection with myself internally that way. And it ended up serving me in my life uh, through basically even more traumas that I personally ended up going through. And so that was my, that was my biggest spiritual awakening. I came into Christ consciousness and mother Mary consciousness right away. They became really powerful allies that I communicated with and they taught me secretly, really, it felt like a secret because I'm very much an internal person. (laughs) Um, So they, they talked to me and taught me secretly uh, within my own heart how to just kind of navigate this is why you're feeling this this way this is you know from you or this is from them this is what's happening and I just kind of always had that connection that compass and um, really just awakened from there more and more throughout my whole life but that was really the the first and you know biggest catalyst for my my personal awakening and and what I do today I remember the first time you told me that story and I am really empathic. I started to feel like all the trauma symptoms, like my body went tight. I started getting really rigid and yeah. started getting nervous and all that kind of stuff. So if anybody listening yeah. starts to feel that, know that you are an empath and you're picking That's up right. those emotions and feelings and that can be beautiful. Yes. So that story is so powerful and to go through that at such a young age. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really wild. You know, I've, I've done a bit of a past life regression myself. And when uh, I went into my childhood as an Indian little girl, it was the same thing. It was close to my fifth birthday and it wasn't traumatic, but I had a really incredible spiritual awakening. And so there's just something about the medicine I'm supposed to carry that if you know, it's been made clear that if I don't recognize it at a young age, then so much of the way that I'm made, so much can get lost for for what I'm supposed to carry. And so something had to really grab my attention and my heart so young because my heart is is really the thing that preserves so much of what I do and who I am. And so it's been it's been a wild ride, <laughs> those realizations. That medicine that your grandmother was it your grandmother or your grandmother's sister who came it was my grand it was my grandmother's sister's medicine yeah she you know we we had a lot of catholic influence um and then just a lot of we lived really ancestrally so we really relied on you know whatever plants were on the land and, you know, relationships with farmers and, and our family really was, was everything to us. There was not uh, a lot of doctors or anything like that. It's very, it was very third world and now it's maybe second world, maybe it's on its way. <laughs> um, barely incorporated land still. Um, and so my grandmother, she was really into a lot of plants and she made a lot of tinctures and always had things, you know, brewing and fermenting. And, and that was that was kind of her path. She could heal you with any type of plant that she had next to her stove in her canisters that were fermenting away and, you know, things like that. But her sister was the one who actually carried so much more of those types of incantations and prayers and uh, believed in infusing, you know, really both ritual and then whatever we gathered from Catholicism, you know, the the aid of angels and Jesus and Mary and, you know, just kind of threw it all together with, with herbalism as well. All right. So talk to us then about the power of integration, something we know uh, that we feel so strongly about. I do. I really, really do. So integration for me is is really paramount to any any healing process. Uh, no matter no matter what what you are going to to be stepping into. Without integration, there there's just this trapped energy that stays as a concept, and it stays wherever the concept was born, and 
it can be a detriment because we're supposed to be fully, you know, really embodied where we're complete living beings, all of our, our bodies and our, our hearts and, and everything we're made up of, you know, really are, are supposed to be working together. That's the way that we're made. And so I feel strongly about integration because in, in my work and, and just in my life and in my observations throughout my life, I have seen how much it really solidifies a human being. It goes from concept to identification, and then there's a feeling with it, you know, then comes a, a practice and a deeper embodiment. And there's this really beautiful sense of creation through the whole weaving of of concept all the way through integrating everything until it's actually a part of your entire being. And so I just, I don't know how to receive something that feels like it's created an awakening within me without making sure that it moves fully through the whole of who I am. So I can speak about it from mind. I can speak about it from heart. I can speak about it from soul. And then I can translate that through my essence and through my voice. And it just ring true everywhere where there's no, there's no gap, there's no break in the circuit, if you will. And so that is uh, for me, just paramount for any type of, any type of identity or healing power that you actually want to identify with or any type of remembrance that comes along your way spiritually. It's funny that you say that because one of the things I always think about when I think of you is how you are just magic personified and oh. for a lot of people when they ask me like oh what does she do I can kind of go like oh well she specializes in this like that's her sphere of magic and that's that one thing that she does but with you I'm like you just have to talk to her she just is <laughs> she just is magic blocking <laughs> oh thank you that's so sweet you you have this uh you've integrated it so seamlessly and I would imagine that anyone who gets to work with you gets all these different well-rounded pieces of you. It's not just one thing. It's so multifaceted, which is yes. powerful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, um, there's so many things that call to the heart, right, in our lives and, and so many things that call to our, our spirit. And it's for a very specific reason because of the way that we are made and because of the, the divinity that, that we truly carry. And so these things call to us and they're these really beautiful invitations to step fully into. And that's where, you know, you got to step in and then walk through the remembrance and the creation process of what integration can provide you. And it's really just, it's so intimate and it's so personal to the actual person, you know? And so there's never really just one way there's, there's the the concept and the the loose structure of integration but it becomes really personal when it is supposed to be adapted by by your own spirit and so that's part of just the joy and the magic of of what i love to do because i can tap into exactly what that integration needs to be for them for them to actually really actualize everything that they're supposed to be walking into so many of the people that I've worked with and probably a lot of the people listening to this podcast are in the earlier stages of their own journeys. And I think there's a lot of pressure in the beginning to like pick a starting point and to roll yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, I, I need to start this journey by like diving into Kundalini yoga and that's going to be my gateway or whatever it is. And yeah. there's so much pressure when it doesn't work for them the way that they hope that it does. Because right. I a lot of people who, I mean, every modality is not for everyone. We're not all meant to be doing the same things or to be practicing with the same tools. And it just isn't going to happen that way. And so when they start to practice one thing that maybe isn't as potent for them, they get frustrated and it feels Absolutely. really disturbing. What can you it, say to that for anybody who might feel that way on their journey? The, you know, the, the biggest thing for, for me to be able to advise is to really take it internal and be honest with yourself. You know, there, there has to be this really 
this really honest, like gut honest check-in where your body and your soul and your heart already know, hey, this is this is actually an avenue. We feel alive here. We feel awake here. Keep going. And then there are moments where you just go, okay, well, listen, I've been I've been doing this kundalini kriya for 90 days and I feel dead inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there just comes this point where you have to check in with the actual things that do ring true inside of you that you can count on, which, you know, for some, it might just be your mind. It might be your heart. It might be your, your gut, you know, your, your gut intuition. And you just go, okay, what am I, what am I lacking here? Um, What, what does not belong to me? And if you sit with that, with an really, really, really honest and open spirit then your body or the thing that is suffering the most will actually communicate to you and if you can give yourself permission to lay down what you were so desperate to try to gain from whatever practice you picked up that didn't work for you if you can lay it down then it allows what is true inside of you to actually have a voice to come through to begin to tell you listen this is what is going to open you up this is what's going to move you to actually find something that you are supposed to be rooted in and then you start walking and following that peace consciousness wherever it leads you and that becomes truly the the compass to land you in in what is going to actually create for you a spiritual life a spiritual practice spiritual modality and get you connected and aligned to actually feeling fully yourself so juliana what's your advice for anyone at the beginning or experiencing challenging times getting to know themselves spiritually Well, my biggest advice is to really get down to the center of who you are in your soul as an actual beloved. And if you can really start with the basis of learning to, first of all, love yourself very deeply and then understand that on a spiritual level, you are actually a beloved, then it brings a lot of rest to the spirit and a lot of a lot of openness for the soul. And if you can keep returning to that, then that can be really the the guidance into all of the hard territory or all of the the challenges that that come your way you're able to just understand okay i am a beloved here there's a block in my life there is something that feels like it's standing in my way or it's prohibiting advancement spiritually and i don't understand but what i can understand is that i am a cherished spirit i am a beloved here on this earth and if i can root down into that then i can just stay peacefully here i will yield to that until something opens and one of the biggest things that i actually teach is that you know we are we are these boundless spirit beings and on this earth plane we we are contained in of course you know really really deep humanity and that's where things can get really messy and and things can get really difficult and we don't feel so free and so boundless and so what i love to say you know just to connect to to our humanity is that because we are a spirit in a human form here on earth time is actually on our side and so if you can tap into the spirit of it as a a boundless spirit you can relax into the humanity of everything and you can just learn to trust a little bit more and just be consistent with with really grounding deep into how beloved of a person you really are and how beloved of a soul you you actually are and that for me is the basis for anything until we can ground and settle into the reality of of how truly 
beloved we actually are, it's just going to feel like we're having to attain something or we have to walk a specific path to attain the path or to attain the spiritual something. And it isn't like that at all, at all. We're already rooted. We're already grounded. And so it's really just about the yielding to who you are and then the unfolding that comes with it. So that is so beautiful. And I have two things that I want to touch on. Yes. First of all, I have an issue with time. Like I actually thought this today. I I, I've, I guess since I had my real big, I'd say my big spiritual awakening, even though when I have ones after they feel even bigger, but I guess the one that really changed my mm-hmm. life was like 2017. And then because I was like, drinking and I was um what I would probably say was doing things that well I was escaping basically so I was escaping my life Mm -hmm. now I'm like oh my gosh I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to go here and I want to go here but then I want to have a family and I want to do this and I'm like I feel I genuinely feel at times like time is running out so like that please tell me more because that would just make me feel so much better that time is on our side. Yes, time time really is on your side. And I don't know how much work you've done with, you know, really anytime you do go through a transformation, an evolution in, in your spirit, and you know, you realize that you are you are changing energetic planes and, and you're you're really on a very different frequency every time you do that you are literally collapsing timelines and it's really incredible when you can when you can really look back and see everything that you have collapsed and when you can just think about it you just go oh my god oh my goodness like that was 2 years ago and it feels like it was 40 years ago and so your brain just goes, okay, well, what do I, what do I do with that? That just means that what I can do now is so much more expansive because of everything that you, that you are carrying. And so my, my advice really to you would be to address what the, the ache is there. And that's what you want to that's what you want to present to yourself. And that's what you really want to be honest with is, is really what do you feel like you actually lost and whatever you feel like you've lost in time because of that, what is attached to that? You know, do, do you actually feel like you, you made a mess of, of precious time? Do you feel like you hurt yourself so much that now this is all you're going to get. Like, this is the best of what you're going to get. And so it's really just about tapping into, in your heart, what do you actually feel like you lost because of those years? And have you recovered that? Have you recovered yourself back for that, you know, recovered that piece of your spirit? And if you haven't, it's a really beautiful question to ask, because I guarantee you, you're going to be met with not only your spirit loving you, but you're going to be met with your guides who were still with you, even though you didn't know them because they are always around, you know, they, they love us so much. They are the happiest to be with us through our whole life, no matter how we're living it. Uh, That's just the truth. And so if you can connect to your guides and have them really just talk to you about, how much you actually didn't lose and what you are still capable of, then you can collapse the the heartache of what was going on in that time. And then you can actually begin to see and fully step into what can be created in this frequency. And it's really incredible because there are moments when you open things up like that, there are moments where if you present that energy to yourself, you actually feel like you're living in that energy again. You can bring it to that present moment. And so then if you collapse it, that thing vanishes and the life that you are living right now actually expands and feels bigger. And it's incredible to be able to create when you can do that. And so again, it's just a matter of reconciling what you feel like you lost and 
healing that up a little bit so you can expand the the present you know frequency that you're actually living in now and truly the reality of what you are able to create right now on this timeline yeah so true and it's ties in like so nicely between the three of us because I felt like I was living well I know I was a different person for a really long time and I did Danielle's Create Your Light Academy, which is where yes. I met you as well, because you yes. came in as a guest. Um, so during one of our shadow work sessions, I had this huge realization that because I changed so much and I, I really disliked the person I was, I thought she was weak. I thought she was, you know, made stupid mistakes. I thought she didn't stand up for herself. I thought she um had no backbone she had no boundaries all of those things and um we did this epic epic meditation with Danielle and what came through was me at some old jobs where gosh they were just awful like (laughs) really bad um jobs I probably won't go into too much of it but like a lot of the men in the office would do drugs and they would fight and they would just be really sexist and just really Mm. awful to the few women that worked in the office and I felt awful because I didn't know how to stick up for myself and stand up for myself so you know I let them talk to me like in terrible ways yeah and then I had this realization during the meditation afterwards like my guides told me they were like she was so strong like she went to that job every day when you were cringing in the inside and you didn't want to be there but she stayed there and she showed up I feel like emotional now talking about it and she yeah I can feel it too in my heart (laughs) I can feel it in my heart and my throat and she and because I can see myself now in Cannon Street in London working in this awful awful environment that now I I'd probably walk in the door and I'd have to walk back out again because I wouldn't be able to handle it now, if that makes sense. So the fact that she could handle it back then, I need to be so proud. And I feel like a lot of people that I talk to the same as me, they're like maybe ashamed of their past selves or that they wasted time or that, you know, Oh, for gosh, God, goodness sake, why didn't I wake up earlier? Or why didn't I see this earlier? And it's like, you've got to have some, you've got to have like compassion for yourself and, and there's no, you know, it's what, what's done is done, but like that is actually going to help me so much. And I'm going to do that after this podcast is I'm going to connect with my guides and try and make peace with it rather than see it as two separate lives. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's something so powerful about bringing things up like that because you are able to you're able to see it for what it is, whatever was working on your behalf inside of you, whatever was protecting you, whatever was the strength, you know, whoever she was, whatever, whatever that thing was that was doing that on your behalf, whether you need that or not anymore, you can bring it up and just pay it the honor that it is due because she preserved you back then. You know, she gave you a real dose of what was necessary for the reality that you were living in. And now you probably don't need that anymore because you are so much more, you know, actualized and in one with your true spirit. And so just, you know, give, give that, all the honor that it is due and hand it off to where it needs to go. You know, I always say, give it to great spirit or give it to your guides and, and they will take whatever needs to go from you. And they know what to do better than we do when it comes to, you know, really getting those things out of our, our energy fields and our lives. And, um, you know, those cords being severed from us, they know, they know how to really finish the job in a divine way where, we won't be able to retrace those steps and pick it back up again, you know, like really let it go from our lives and, and, and put that thing to rest, you know, let them put it to rest and carry on in the beauty that, that you've actually realized and, and the power and sovereignty that you stand on, you know, cause you don't need that anymore, but, but you did and it worked well on your behalf. It preserved you. And now you're here. It's so beautiful. I feel like chills because I feel like um, I feel like I've had another like 
opening to this, if that makes sense. Like I'd forgotten about this since we did the session, Danielle, which was in like, I don't know, July, maybe, maybe like this June. year. June. Yeah. Or June this year, time. yeah. And and I remember feeling like really proud of my old self. And now I just feel like more connected and not seeing it in a different way. And I didn't even know I needed that. So thank you, Julia. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> this podcast is selfishly for us. Like <laughs> we're just here to get all the knowledge for ourselves and maybe we'll never post it or maybe we'll just keep it for ourselves. But then this pure magic and everything that you said. Oh yeah, we're just like... Tricking the guests to come on here for me and you, Danielle. Right. <laughs> this is all our plot. You know, it's funny. I actually share a story with you guys. Um, originally, when we were coming up with the idea for this podcast, it was over the summer, and Becky and I couldn't pick a name. We had the hardest time picking a name. We kept going back and forth about all different things, and then we finally settled on something that we loved. And the reason why we didn't use it is because we didn't know if people would understand what it meant. And that title was Collapsing Timelines. So oh. said that just now, it was like full body chills because that was literally the point of what we wanted with this podcast was to bring yeah. people in and have them understand that they could take all these different facets of themselves and just give them so much love and honor and integrate them within themselves so that they could ascend without having to create duality. It's not either or. It's exactly. not like shunning what you were to become this version of you. You are everything that has ever happened to you, everything that will happen, everything that's happened in past lives, everything that you're going to learn in the next life. You are Absolutely. all those things now. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And we fight, so we fight our past selves, right? Don't we? And we put them down and we blame them. And I feel like finally, I really am at a place where I'm no longer doing that. And it's, and like, it's not just me you know, having clients and me being like, don't be so harsh on yourself. Like I'm actually meaning it now to myself as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it. There's so much, there's just so much incredible power in self-acceptance every stage of life that you are in. It, it really, it creates this ability for you to cherish yourself the most and you can just carry on. And so that way, when a stupid decision is made or there's three months of your life that is, I don't know if I can cuss. Can I cuss? Oh, you can. <laughs> like okay. like three, three months of your life are like a total shit show. You know what I mean? You can return to this, this whole truth inside of you that just goes, you know what? Yeah, those three months were the worst. I was a little bit of an idiot. Uh, that's embarrassing. But anyway, it's fine. I'm here. I'm still beloved and I'm going to carry on. And those three months just mean nothing because you can collapse them and you get to return to the beauty of who you actually are and truly just carry on. And in, in the scheme of our spirit, nothing gets lost. Nothing ever, ever, ever gets lost. And I, I love that so much. And I love the fact that that truth really keeps bringing true throughout my entire life, you know? And so it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to just stay present with, you know? That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You had your first spiritual awakening when you were so young and it yeah. was just about as traumatic as a spiritual awakening can come. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel like that's impacted you now? Uh, you know, it's, it's created, it's created this thing inside of me where I, I look at any form of darkness and pain and ache and shadow and trauma. I, I can see all of it and it doesn't repulse me. It actually makes me lean in because through everything that I've, I've gone through, you know, from, from that spiritual awakening, there was a lot of sexual abuse, a lot of rape that followed me up until I was 19 years old. And, you know, you're talking 15 years of, of life from that spiritual awakening. And, um, it created a lot of, a lot of fear and a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And it, you know, shut my voice down, of course, energetically and physically, I end up with thyroid cancer in my throat three times. And none of these things are, are for nothing. You know what I mean? And, and what, 
what the biggest thing for me in all of that, whether someone causes the trauma or someone is just the receiver of it, I understand the mercy on both sides. I understand the compassion and I understand the journey that it takes to walk through it, whether you were the one that was a victim or you were the one that created something so tragic for someone else, you know, or to someone else. I've, I've been on both sides of, of the coin and there is nothing in me that can't love either side at all because if you are willing then you can transmute and alchemize anything to good and to light and in my opinion it's it's all really connected shadow and light to me is completely connected and there is compassion to weave and mercy to understand through every form of it that you have to walk through 100 percent. wow that's Wow. That's like, um, yeah, that blows my mind. It's just, it's just because I've, I, I know that so many people are just like, but why does this have to happen? Or why right. did, you know, when they want an answer, like why, yeah. why yeah. did this happen? Or they'll, they'll want to know in their past lives, like, what did I do to deserve this? What's my karma? Mm-hmm. What are no, your thoughts I, on that? Like, did you go through those whole questions? I'm sure you went through that, those questions yes. yourself. Yes, I, I did. And, and that is how I, that's how I got here. I, I tried to get a lot of help um, and, you know, a lot of recovery for a lot of the molestation I went through and a lot of the, the rape that I went through and, um, you know, just the, the PTSD that comes from those things and the fear of anyone touching your body because you don't know if you can trust it, you know, the fear of someone looking at you for more than two seconds because you think they might grab you, you know, things like that. I tried to get a lot of help. I, you know, my parents tried to help me. And what was really interesting for me in this life is that even by professionals and by counselors, I was told that they did not have the language to help me the specific way I needed to be helped. And that's really hard when you position yourself in front of someone with a title that is supposed to be able to help you. You know, you're sitting down with a counselor, you're sitting down with a spiritual advisor, you're sitting down with, you know, a specific type of therapist and they have nothing for you, you know? And um, what ended up happening was once I turned about, I believe I was in between 14 and 15 years old, I had a, a deeper consciousness with with christ you know i, I came into a, a really beautiful uh relationship with with christ consciousness and it, it deepened the the friendship that i had already felt that i was carrying from a little girl he felt just like home to me and i i decided that if i was gonna walk through the dark to make sense of it then I better do it on my own because I keep being told that no one can help me. <laughs> and so let me again, return to my heart. Let me return to the courage of everything that lives inside of my heart. And let me learn how to not be afraid of the dark and everything that the dark has prevailed in, in my life. And I, I did that and it set the stage. Um, it was very difficult because when you do something like that with just, you know, a consciousness or a deity, God, you know, creator, you just go, am I, am I crazy? You know, the, I'm having these breakthroughs. This is the biggest form of peace that's ever been communicated to me. This is the biggest ounce of truth that's ever been fed to me. And it's all happening just within my my heart and my mind, but my body is so much more at rest. I am not afraid of my body. I am not ashamed of my body. And so I don't know if this is healing. I don't know if this is right, but I do know that it's peaceful. So I'm going to keep going. And I did that. And I was able to withstand a lot of the noise that comes up when you look at 
you know, things like that that have been done to you. And uh, I withstood the noise, even when it was terrifying. And I realized that I was able to withstand it longer than it can keep shouting. And so I started gaining power there. And in those realizations, I decided, well, if I was able to withstand that noise and it felt so crippling in the moment, then I can ask now this question and see where I will go here and let me withstand the noise for the sake of peace here. And I just kept doing that. And I was able to connect really deeply to what my lineage, what my ancestors have gone through and what they could not heal, what they could not recover. And I remember because I'm so visual in the spirit, I can see, you know, all the, all the things in the, in the spirit, I can sense a lot. I was able to really pick up on a lot of missing pieces that my ancestors just could not withstand. And I realized, okay, well, I've withstood these things already. And so then my spirit goes, well, hang on to that missing piece. Let it fill the whole of your being and the whole of your body. And why don't you start talking out of, out of this? Why don't you start believing out of this? Why don't you start trusting out of this? And somewhere along the lines, it will just become such a part of you. And that's exactly what happened. And now these things just speak and radiate without me needing to consciously do or say because they are so integrated into my being and um i i visually saw so much of my ancestors literally lay down peacefully because they were able to rest and they gave me promises along the way that now the generations to come you know i look at my babies and i just go you can just run through every gate i've opened now there, our ancestors are resting. I found the missing key. I'm living it. You can now just run free and you won't have to fight to recover anything, you know, and they'll have their own work to do. But I feel so honored that I've been able to put so much to rest when it came to fear and to shame and to trauma and to abuse and to disease and murder and everything that for whatever reason, you know, and doing it with, in a shamanic way, because I, I had to walk through the dark on my own and recovered a lot of light. And now I just give it away. And people always come to me when they feel like they are alone and I'm able to be that, that language. And so for me, it was very important to my life this time around that I create the language and I create the ability to walk from dark to light so I can give that away for others who can't find help around them. And my path was to be the one who didn't have help and to be told, I'm so sorry, I can't help you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it enabled me to do it on my own. And um, it's created what I give away now in my healing work. So. How incredible is it that you became exactly what it was that you needed before, like yeah. all those experiences, all those closed doors led you to this moment. And then you have that realization of, oh, that's why it all happened. Like, yes. It all happened for a reason. And even though it doesn't feel like it at the time and you just feel helpless and small, yes. in the rear view, you can look back and go, okay, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of things that, in my human life, I, I've had to go through because, you know, you think of what you suffer just as a human, you know, with your body being taken like that and, and things done to you like that. There is a very real needing to rectify the the sadness and the unfairness of what another human could do to a little girl, right? Like you, you do still have to mourn that and you have to rectify that and you have to pick that little girl up and you have to love her beyond belief. You know what I mean? I'm going to cry. <laughs> you, so that, that is also very much 
a, a real part of it, but that's what creates the ability to take someone else and, and bring them in so close and let them know, listen, you will make it. And everything you did suffer was so incredibly awful. That is true. That is true. So let's, let's heal you from wherever you need to heal on a human level. We're going to recover your spirit. We're going to recover your physical body. We're going to recover everything. So you do get to the place. You can get to the place of saying, it's okay. Like it actually is okay. My body is in joy now. My body is not destroyed now. I am not angry at the one who did that to me. You know, there's even peace there. I was able to forgive that, you know, collapse that, you know, I, I don't harbor that kind of anger or, you know, hatred toward that. I can see the compassion in it, but it's only because I had to be able to be honest with the fact that I did harbor the hatred. It's a very real part of the process, you know? So it's just, it's honesty for every single stage of the healing process and honesty for every single thing that you have to go through on a physical level, spiritual level, mental level, all across the board. Everything has to be honest and gone through, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all for you and it's for your children and your children's children, because yes. otherwise you're just going to carry that with you. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, that's what you've done it for yourself and you've done it. You've healed yourself to help heal others. Yes. And I got so many chills, especially when you said the bit about opening the gates for your children. I yeah. was just like, oh my God, yes. Like I was yeah. like, yes, that is so true. That is yeah. so true. It's so true. You've done like, you know, you've done like what probably 10 people might've gone through or 20 people might've gone through. So it's huge. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, that's a um, powerful story and you're a powerful, powerful powerful being oh thank you walking magic i'm telling you <laughs> juliana it was amazing having you on the podcast i'm so grateful for you and for all the magic that you share how can people find you if they want to um get in contact with you so the the biggest uh, and clearest way to find me would most likely be on Instagram. My website is under construction. I'm I'm kind of revamping a lot of things for uh, January, you know, the new year, which I'm very excited about. Um, <clears throat> so I can be found on Instagram. My handle is bound and loose, which is, you know, of course I'm from Mexico. So I had to do a little bit of the, the play on words. It means bound in light is what it means. And uh, it is B-O-U-N-D-E-N-L-U-Z. That is the, the handle that you can find me on. And yeah, I, I am a quick responder. I've always, you know, kept an integrity with with response um communication is really important to me and so it's a core value so I, I am a responder and yeah i have a lot of really beautiful things on there and a few offerings and it's it's really just the the quickest and the clearest way to to find me and to start a conversation any which way and can i ask you one more question before we wrap this up yes what is your advice for everyone going into 2021? Because I know a lot of people are nervous. A lot of people are excited. A lot of people are confused. Like, you know, there's, oh, there's so much information coming to us from all angles. Like, what, what would you say to anyone? I don't know, maybe to make them feel better, maybe to, to make them feel more centered. Like, what, what would you say? My, my advice really would be to not ever forget yourself first. And uh, that really just comes with attaching yourself deeply to whatever sovereignty you are carrying 
and trusting the truth of it letting you know what belongs to you at every moment. So as this year is closing, I'm a big fan of really opening myself up. And I ask constantly what what belongs to me and what doesn't belong to me. And whatever comes up, I address it. I address it. Some things are hard to release, but you have to trust the fact that they will not need to belong to you for where you are going. And you have to keep your hands open so the things that do belong to you can be placed really powerfully inside of them. And so it's it's really doing that process, whatever that is for you. Uh, understand what does and does not belong to you. Understand where you belong and where you don't belong. It is too easy, in my opinion, to really get wrapped up in the energies outside of us because they are so loud. They are, I, in my opinion, so much more felt than I think they ever have been. You cannot leave the house without feeling the true anxiety and the weight and everything in between of the collective. It's like so much of that veil has been taken off. You almost don't even have to tap in energetically to feel the reality of the energy in this world. And uh, if you cannot, you know, in your own safe place, get centered with yourself those energies will take you for too much of, of a ride it's 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 uh it's too easy and so when you are in your own sacred space understand where you belong energetically and you carry that when you leave your sacred place because you are going to come in contact with so many things that do not belong to you and so keep everything that is yours about you your compassion your power your sovereignty your voice keep it all about you the way that you need to use it and seriously hang on tight <laughs> just hang on tight so yeah yeah but That's i do so feel helpful. like there's yeah i feel like there's going to be a lot of magic to to behold yeah. a lot of magic to bring in because we uh we are not easily enchanted by so much falsity anymore. And so I think anything really truly magic is going to be seen for what it is and we are going to more easily accept it. And I think that's gonna be really powerfully available in the new year. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Wow. It's been an honor. It's been such yes. an honor. I would really love to have you back again in the future. Yes, yes that would be so fun. <laughs> throw that out there already. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, um, thank you guys. And yeah, we'll we'll tag your Instagram and once your website is up and running for people in the future, we can put that there so they can go straight to it and they can come find you because I'm sure people will want to learn more about you and yeah, 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 yes. connect. Yay. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Juliana, and for everyone listening in today. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. We'll have all of Juliana's info available for you to find her so that you can work with her if you feel called. And we wish you all an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.